Coming up on today's show, ESPN has a way, way early projected bracket for the 2023 NCAA tournament. We'll go over the Big Ten teams and where they stand here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Jacob Root, daily host Locked On Hoosiers, I'm Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, we're going to get into what a new site for the Big Ten basketball tournament means for the teams that matter when they play Big Ten basketball tournaments, at least as of late. And also talking a little bit about what ESPN has to say about going forward into the fall basketball season. They've released at least the start of a 68-team bracket. Lenardi's still doing his thing, even though we're already well into April, looking ahead into next season. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen of the day every single weekday. Jacob, before we get into anything else, some big news to get into just across the Big Ten. Uh, came out yesterday. Kofi Coburn of Illinois is no longer going to be a member of that Illinois basketball team. He announced on Tuesday that he was going to make an announcement. That announcement on Wednesday came that he is going to the NBA draft, will be signing with an agent. So he is out, out. Is this the end of Illinois being relevant, at least for a little while, at least the immediate future here in the Big Ten? Yeah, it's it's going to be rough for uh, for Illinois next season, I think, with Coburn leaving, with Curbelo transferring, with uh, I think both Plummer and Frazier are out of eligibility. That's a, a good, good chunk of your kind of core, let alone your starting a lineup that are departing. And uh, now you're going to rely on a lot of guys having to step up into really big roles they probably didn't have and uh, freshman point guard and, and things of that nature. So, yeah, that's a tough blow. I was, I'm was i honestly a little surprised that he declared without the intention of coming back. It, it I mean, he must really uh, think that or know, I would imagine, that he's going to be drafted or, or something of that uh, nature because, I mean, it, it, it. most people just don't even do it. Even if they know that they will probably stay in the draft, it's just kind of a, a bridge you don't want to burn, so to speak. And so he's gone, gone. A little surprising, but uh, yeah, it's going to be. It was a fun run for a couple seasons for Illinois, but I think they're going to be uh, taking a step back from amongst the contenders now. Well, it's not like his pro stock is getting any higher, right? So yeah, if he was thinking purely as his next move as a basketball player, it, it doesn't make all that much sense to stay at all. He's only going to get a year older. The only thing he's ever been told over the last, I don't know, three, four years of his basketball career since the shooting trend in the NBA became a real thing was that he's not cut out to make it in that league anymore. It's the only thing we've been saying, really, or at least that whatever his prospects are, they're not going to be improved by him playing more college basketball is kind of the point. So if he's thinking that way, then, yeah, the NBA seems like easily the right move to make you go there as soon as possible just to take your shot. But he had a shot to play really meaningful college basketball and be a returning first team All-American. That it doesn't always happen all the time. And he ends up foregoing that to decide to see what he can do at the pro level. And of course he'll make some money and good on him for doing so. 
whether it's in the NBA, whether he gets drafted, uh, otherwise anything like that. But one Big Ten player out, one player coming into the Big Ten to your Hoosiers, Jacob, the host locked on Hoosiers every day. Malik Renault coming in here for Indiana, a five-star recruit. Still have questions about Trace Jackson Davis, but you get some really, really good news as Indiana jumps up, as you were telling us before we got started, to the top recruiting class in the Big Ten here in this cycle. Yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise. He, Malik, was a, a former Florida recruit that decommitted when the coaching change happens and reopened his commitment or reopened his uh, like recruiting process. And uh, he's a teammate to Jalen Hood Shafino, who was already recruited and, or committed to Indiana. They played in the Jordan Brand Classic on Friday up in Chicago. They came down and toured Bloomington on Saturday and Sunday together, their families as well. And then he had two more official visits scheduled and just said, no, nah, I, I don't need them. I am committing to IU and did so on Monday. And very much a surprise. It didn't seem like his recruiting process was going to move that quickly, but a huge gift for Indiana because uh, when I did the show last week, there were a lot of questions about Indiana's front court. Race Thompson hadn't uh, announced he was returning yet. Trace is obviously kind of in limbo right now, but now we have Race Thompson coming back. Uh, you have Malik Renault stepping in either. Uh, he could start if Trace departs. He could come off the bench if Trace returns, and suddenly there's a lot more clarity and a lot, still a lot of excitement around Indiana basketball. Yeah, you got into it a second there already. Is this somebody who five-star recruit is – ready to come in and make a big impact on this team on a competitive NCAA basketball team right away. Yeah. I kind of compare him and Jalen hood Shafino a little differently. They're very similarly ranked, but I think Jalen hood Shafino is going to come in and produce at a, a big level right away. And uh, that's not necessarily the game that Malik Renault plays. A lot of the stuff he does is kind of the dirty work, the smaller things, the, things that don't go in the box score, whatever cliche you want to kind of use. But um, like he's really good at, at getting himself in position for dump off passes, a really good rebounder and gets a lot of his points on putbacks. And uh, he's a good defender in space and can guard some forwards and maybe even a little bit on the perimeter as well. Um, so it's just a lot of small little things here, there that he's going to be able to contribute to. And yeah, I think, no matter what, if if Trace comes back, if he doesn't, uh, Malik is going to get a lot of minutes this season, and uh, he's going to be able to contribute from day one for this team. Today's episode of Locked On Big Ten is brought to you in part by Athletic Greens. Now, if you're someone who has been trying to get in shape, maybe you're still sticking to that New Year's resolution from way back when, or just trying to get into things now, one of the hardest parts of it can be finding the time, whether it be finding the time to learn about what you're supposed to eat, finding the time to actually prepare healthy meals that you can go through every single day without going through the convenience of say the drive-through or picking up food or things like that. It's a very, very consuming process. And if you wanna streamline it a little bit while also making sure you're getting all of those nutrients that you love and need, Athletic Greens is the place to go. This is a superfood. Really, it has everything in there, 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, 
probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right as well. Everything about Athletic Greens is about making sure that you can get through your day and doing it in the most healthy way possible. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, Athletic Greens has you covered. It costs less than $3 per day to get started. More than 7,000 five-star reviews as well tell you that this thing is the real, real deal. It's easy and Athletic Greens is gonna make it easier for you too. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply, a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're going to talk here in a second about IU basketball compared to everybody else really in the country as we get into what ESPN has in their first bracketology for the next season. Before we do that here, let's, I guess, at least start that conversation here with IU. If the Hoosiers, you already mentioned, pieces coming in and pieces coming back, if they can add Trace Jackson Davis back into that fold again, what's the ceiling for this team now? Yeah, uh, an exciting one, a very exciting one. Uh, I mean, they're going to be, I would say, among the contenders for the Big Ten Championship. Um, There's still some more things that have to shake out a little bit. But, I mean, you're talking about a – a team that has um, Trace that's an All-American and then pairing him with a pair of five-star recruits. And uh, if you have Xavier Johnson playing the way he did the second half of the season, um, you have a, a really strong core that there weren't pieces that left the team. Uh, and adding just the experience of playing with Mike Woodson and his system and whatnot. So uh, I, I think it would be a, a Big Ten title contender, which it's been a long time since Indiana's even been in that in that mix. It's been since Tom Crean was here, really. Well, Jacob and Jacob Rood with Locked On Hoosiers here with us today on the show. Let's talk a little bit more about everyone in the Big Ten and where things stand going into next season. It's Off-season, people are trying to find all sorts of creative ways to try and just look forward to the next season if you're covering college basketball. And Joe Lenardi does that with brackets. So he has a bracket released here earlier this week, listing a whole bunch of teams, 68, of course, to be exact, and a a little bit more as far as uh, where the bubble stands. And Big Ten counts out to six, seven tournament teams right now. I must have missed one. I had six listed, but it was seven on the bracket that we had. But anywho, seven Big Ten tournament teams and a reiteration of what we've talked about here with projections for next season in that nobody in the Big Ten really elite, just like it was this season in the NCAA tournament, no Big Ten seeded higher than a three seed, according to any of Lenardi's projections. That would be Michigan at a three, Purdue, and then Illinois was at a four seed before that was this published, before Kofi Coburn was leaving. And then Michigan State comes in as a five seed two. As far as those top teams go Jacob it is I, I mean we talked about this before I feel like but has anything changed as far as someone in the Big Ten being able to hop up let's talk Michigan I guess but is Michigan a team that's ready to be all that good because I still have doubts about Michigan I still remember what this team was for a lot of the season before they turned things up in the last month or so 
yeah, I think for that reason alone, a lot of people are going to be kind of skittish on how they project this Michigan team, this upcoming. Um, they, I, I, I don't really know. I'm among those that are kind of skittish. Like I, this is a team that uh, was supposed to be among those elites this season and basically just alternated wins and losses for the entire year. And uh, I mean, they ended up being one of the, I think they were the last big 10 team standing uh, tournament, but they, this was, I don't know. It was a really odd year for them. So uh, I mean, again, like on paper, they probably should be the best team in the big 10. I don't think that they would be in kind of that elite category, but like, we saw on paper this year what it means to be the best team in the Big Ten, and they weren't even really – I mean, they barely made the tournament. They were a bubble team and barely even made the tournament. So, like, I guess that they're the best team right now, but uh, I'm not betting any sort of money on uh, on Michigan this year. And that's the rough thing when talking about this from a Big Ten perspective, I guess, is that right now it's not looking really good for any of these teams to kind of step up. I keep wanting to ask this question and be able to have this conversation about, okay, who are the guys who can come in and make one of these big 10 teams, a title contender again, and they're still out there. Those players in the transfer portal are still there. Those players like Indiana picks up a big recruit just this week are still there to be had, but until it starts happening, we're still very early in this process. So it's, Hard to kind of project anything right now. But when you look at just Michigan, I'm thinking of like, this is the best the Big Ten can do at the moment. Michigan's going to be a good team. And Michigan has a lot of talent and enough talent to be a three seed at the end of next March. But as far as like, when I'm thinking about best in the Big Ten, I mean, I'm thinking about a team that's stacked, about a team that has more players than they're going to know what to do with. And I don't see a roster right now in the Big Ten that's, even two, three players away from being able to say that, right? Yeah, I mean, you can look at what is available in the transfer portal and there isn't any, like, one player that would, if they commit to a Michigan, you're thinking, right, that was the final piece. They're a title contender now. Like, that just isn't really out there. A lot, these teams are multiple pieces away from being in conversation with the Dukes, the UNCs, the Kansases, all the teams teams that were in the final four, UCLA's, Baylor's, Houston next season. So, like, um, it, it's a weird spot that the Big Ten has itself in. I mean, if you just look at these uh, these projections, these seedings, it seems like it's going to be a lot like this past season where, I mean, there might be a team that is a step or two ahead from everyone else, but then the rest of the teams are just going to be right around the same uh, – kind of skill and record wise and they're all going to be I mean most of the big 10 teams in here are four five six seeds so uh, there isn't a whole lot separating them so I don't know the things are kind of cyclical in this and there was times where the big 10 had um, some teams that were considered title favorites or title contenders but right now just the way it's kind of shaking out um, your Michigan states that are typically one of the the title contenders, uh, Michigan put down. I mean, you don't really have those teams that um, kind of are, are usually the, the leaders of the pack right now. And uh, it has the Big Ten in a weird spot where 
they can get seven teams into the tournament and that's tied for the most in this uh, bracketology. But like, I really think any of them have a really great shot at winning the title. I mean, obviously it's April. There's a long way to go, but like looking for, I wouldn't put any of them among the title contenders. Right. It's more than just the numbers. These teams right now, I mean, three seeds win tournaments, four seeds win the NCAA tournament, but it's one doesn't happen often. And two, you just look at these teams and you know, like this isn't, a championship ready team. And I guess to Michigan's uh, at least strength or to give them credit, the, the best way to get better is to get better just season to season and off season. And that's where they've got the strength. They've got the whole bunch of freshmen who are now going to be going through their first full off season with a year of experience. And of course they get however much better they get in their sophomore seasons. We don't need to tell big 10 fans how much better you can get in the sophomore season after what we saw this past year. So to give Michigan that kind of credit, that's where the Wolverines have that kind of strength and where they think and hope they can surprise some people maybe next year. But you're right. These teams right now just go through it all again. Is Michigan a three, Illinois and Purdue are both fours. Illinois wouldn't be that now. Michigan State at a five, Indiana six, Ohio State seven, Iowa eight, Wisconsin listed in the first four out. So, yeah, it's middle of the pack as far as really competitive NCAA tournament teams go. And at least where I'm at right now, it's right on the money. Again, anything can happen. But as far as anyone getting a whole lot better in the transfer portal this year, I don't see that happening. You can get maybe two, three players. Someone can and surprise us. But I don't see the kind of opportunities being there for that many players to commit to one school and be able to split up that kind of time where it's available elsewhere. I, I don't know. But at least where I'm at right now, I, I can't disagree, even though I want to, with the idea that the Big Ten right now, at least, isn't ready to win a title in a way that it seemed ready to at the end of this season. It seemed like the Big Ten had four or five teams that were ready to go and win a title. And right now, I'm sitting here like, okay, yeah, there will be one, there will be two by the time we get to the end of this and someone ends up on top, someone's going to be looking really good but I'm not seeing the same big 10 basketball season that I've seen over the past few years, as far as teams really reeling, being able to say, we are ready to go ahead and make this run. And if you, I mean, just kind of on the note of the transfer portal, I mean, one of the top names in the transfer portal right now is a Nigel Pack who was at Kansas state. He's an Indiana native, Indianapolis native. If he, Right now, I would think that he probably goes to Purdue, who is, I think, the second highest ranked team in this uh, bracketology. Uh, well, they're tied with Illinois, but as you said, that was right. pre-Coburn. So they're the second highest rated team. Even if he commits to a Purdue, I don't think that like puts them over the top or anything like that. Like That doesn't really change how I view them all that much. So uh, you would need to string together a couple of um, – transfer portal players and I mean even a Michigan has kind of the looming question of whether Hunter Dickinson even returns if he doesn't return then uh I they're I don't know that they're really even that much better than other teams in the Big Ten and that kind of drops them down to where everybody else is at so uh yeah I it, it's I would imagine that at some point somebody's going to reestablish themselves uh and become a title contender again whether Jawan Howard has another huge recruiting class or Izzo or 
maybe somebody does make a couple splashes in the transfer portal or, or something like that. But as it is right now, uh, I think the Big Ten is a good ways off title content, national title contention. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening, but I got to agree. It, it's looking like it's a long way from being able to make up for the losses that the Big Ten is going to have here as a result of a really, really good season last year. Jacob Bruda, Locked On Hoosiers here with us. When we come back, we talked about immediate future for the Big Ten here just now. Next season, so not this upcoming season, but the one after, there will be a new spot for the Big Ten basketball tournament. We're going to talk about what that means, if anything, here on Locked On Big Ten. It's one of the most important times of the sports calendar. Basketball playoffs are in full swing. Hockey playoff runs are coming up soon. Baseball is back in season as well. All sorts of different things to put your money on, and you can put it all in one place at Bet Online. Your place to go for all of your sports gambling needs, for all the lines, bets, and anything else that you can put together, parlays, stuff like that. Head on over to Bet Online and get your money in the right spot while getting the information that you need to to make sure it's going in the right places. Bet Online is where the game starts. One place, a one-stop shop for all of your sports betting needs. Back here on Locked On Big Ten alongside Jacob Rood, host of Locked On Hoosiers. I'm Nate Dickinson. Thanks for making the show your first listen every single weekday. An announcement came out of the Big Ten that is going to change where the Big Ten tournament takes place, at least for one year on the men's side in 2024. An announcement that the Big Ten tournament is going to move away from Indianapolis, where it's been played for a while now, and move over to Minneapolis and to be played at the Target Center. Now, Minneapolis has hosted Final Fours, of course, at U.S. Bank Stadium, but this, this one's instead going to go to where the Timberwolves and Lynx play, So, and not really an upgrade in venue size or anything like that. I'm, you can argue if you want what facility is nicer. I don't really care. Uh, but is there any real reason to make this move? Really, Jacob, I, I don't see a benefit economically. I don't see a benefit. I, I see a sidestep. I see something that doesn't really matter. I would imagine it's some type of money related thing because that's yeah. how, yeah, that's how college athletics work. And, uh, but like outside of the Big Ten, think some way to make more money on this, it's a, it's an odd decision. Um, at, at least when it went to like, Washington and New York that there that was like a supposedly I guess like a bigger stage I mean New York obviously was Washington really know about but um those were kind of bigger stages and whatnot I don't Minnesota just feels kind of random if I'm being honest like um I wouldn't have guessed that that is where they hope they host it but fair enough I, I I don't really know the benefit of it um I mean, selfishly, it just seems to make more sense. I say this to somebody living in Indiana. It makes more sense to have it in Indiana, in Chicago, because if nothing else, they're central locations for the Big Ten, basically. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be the one driving up to Minnesota to, to cover that in the cold. So f have fun with that. It is a bit of an odd decision. Yeah, it's kind of in the corner as far as just geographically goes in Big Ten schools. But. Uh, the only thing I could think of, again, if we're talking money, I would imagine that maybe at least one of the sites between Chicago and Indiana, Indianapolis, where they've been switching off, uh, I'd imagine at least one of those hasn't been doing so well as far as just ticket sales. I, I, I mean, I guess my first guess would be Chicago, but anyway, as far as ticket sales and things like that. So 
if they're looking to try and potentially find a new second city to host this tournament, I mean, Minneapolis hosted a Final Four a couple of years back. Indianapolis has that in common with Mini Two. If you're looking for a different city to go to in the Big Ten, Minneapolis makes sense. But I don't know, again, exactly what all is behind it. Again, we assume some sort of money move is at play with whatever is going on. But again, that'll be in 2024 for at least one year in Minneapolis before they move things. But I want to talk on the court stuff because this news really just kind of brought into my mind the idea that I've had for a while and that when the games go to Indy, you have teams like IU, Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, teams that are pretty consistently going to be competitive in this Big Ten basketball tournament, holding a very big geographic advantage over everybody else playing in this Big Ten basketball tournament. That's at least going to flip for one year here, here in 2024. You're going to have an advantage for a team like a Wisconsin, like an Iowa, like really the teams that are out of the way. You're right. Indy's a central location for getting all the schools together. But I mentioned it before, when you're talking about the teams that are relevant in Big Ten basketball, they're all really kind of right there on at least one side of this conference. Yes, Rutgers is out there. Maryland's out there, but they're not staying relevant in this conference. Penn State's out there. But as far as basketball comes, there are teams that get big, big, I think, home court advantages when this game's played in Chicago or Indianapolis. And I don't know if it matters that much on the court, but I guess that's the question here. Would it be something significant to move this game and move all these games to a neutral site that helps the teams that, quite honestly, haven't been winning this tournament all that much in the West? It, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. You're not wrong. IU and Purdue are, I mean, these are basically home games for the the tournament. So um, there's certainly something to that. But I mean, there are also fan bases that continue to travel. I was uh, amazed at the amount of Iowa fans that were at the women's basketball Big Ten tournament when I covered it this season. Um, there are fan bases that really just travel and I mean, I would, I, I don't have a map. I think Minnesota or Minneapolis is closer for Iowa than Indiana is. Uh, it, it, it'll be a, a, maybe a little bit closer, roughly the same. Um, so maybe Iowa's, your Wisconsin's, your Minnesota's. Uh, I mean, Wisconsin is generally one of the better Big Ten. Maybe the, they'll have more home fans at this game now. Um, maybe that sways things. I have a hard time really believing this will matter much to Minnesota because with all due respect to the Gophers, um, basketball has not been their calling card for quite a while in Minnesota. So uh, maybe they'll have a lot of fans there to watch their first round exit, but uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch your Wisconsin, your Iowa's. I mean, maybe Minnesota makes a a Cinderella run or, or something of that nature now because they have a whole bunch of fans behind them. I, mean, you, I, I say this all jokingly, but I mean, it literally is what IU did. They had a huge home crowd uh, in Gamebridge Fieldhouse this year, and that absolutely had a factor in them uh, upsetting Michigan, upsetting Illinois, and uh, being right there with Iowa for the whole whole game. So they're, they're very something to um, having a, a hometown crowd behind you in these games. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really talking more about giving Minnesota as an advantage, more like taking away that advantage you talk about from Indiana oh, yeah. from Purdue, because I do think you have a big chunk of the conference that just gets a 
bit of an advantage first rounds of that tournament when they're playing against other teams. And, and you say it doesn't matter. And honestly, I want to say it doesn't matter too. But if I'm thinking about like, if I'm a head coach, I'm much more happy to play Indiana in the first round of the big 10 tournament in Minneapolis, no matter where I am in the big 10. And it's just that side of things combined with looking at the numbers since the big 10 tournament started, there have been only 10 teams from what's now the West side of the division or West division of the big 10, only 10 teams have even made that final game. So you could say it doesn't matter, but it matters at least to that extent. But at the same time, you could also say there's been teams on the East that have just been a whole lot better than the teams on the West too, pretty consistently, which has been the case. I mean, when you take Wisconsin out of that equation, the number of representatives in the West in the finals goes down a lot more as well. So there's a lot of factors going into it. I'm just trying to think like if I was a player or a coach, I'm much happier with this game being in Minneapolis than I am it being Indiana. If I'm in any school, that's not in that little bubble where you get that advantage. I'm much happier with playing these games in the middle of, you want, might want to call it nowhere in Minnesota, but as far as <laughs> it is, yeah. as far as where all the schools in the conference are, it is in the middle of nowhere. It's far away from just about all of them. And there, I mean, there very well could be something to that too, because I mean, in my mind, if there was like a different city that you would want to go to um, in the big 10 Detroit comes to mind, but like you don't want Michigan and Michigan state to have yeah, that home court advantage. Yeah. If that's, if that's what you're looking for, you probably don't want to give that to Michigan and Michigan state. So um, there could be, I mean, there certainly could be something to that. And listen, like Minneapolis is a, like a very capable and nice city. Like they, they've hosted, as you said, final fours, super bowls, things of that nature. So like, it's not like it's just completely random that they took it there, but um, it is, I mean, it's somewhere new, I guess it try it out, see what happens, but um, it, it'll be interesting to see if that kind of changes at all uh, how the big 10 tournament plays out. But um, it's also crazy far down the line that you can't even really project uh, what the big 10 is even going to look like at that point or, or college, I mean, there might be a whole bunch of new teams with the way that uh, everybody's shifting con or conferences and whatnot now. But um, and to, to to monitor because it was, I mean, honestly, it's not something I've given a, given a lot of thought to. I just kind of rolled my eyes at them taking it to Minneapolis and just figured it was all money money in play. Yeah, well, I, I agree. That's enough talking about games that are going to happen in two years and where they're going to happen, not even who's going to be playing in them. <laughs> Jacob's the host of Locked On Hoosiers every single weekday. And of course, here on Locked On Big Ten once a week, too. If you want to stay up to date on everything going on with Indiana, you can give the show a follow. Be sure to stay up to date with everything going on there. LO underscore Hoosiers. Is it on Twitter, Jacob? Correct. And then at Jacob Brood for the personal stuff as well. Jake, thanks again for joining us here on Locked On Big Ten. We'll talk to you again soon. Looking forward to it.